Hi, this is Af Malhotra, and we're back on Straight Talk with Af.com. My guest today is a fantastic film actor, a leading thinker, someone who has um, ad been adapting, changing his game, uh, responding to the needs of his audience, uh, a method actor, a, a, di a diverse human being who I got to spend two hours with, believe it or not, in London most recently. And I had the, had the most fascinating time with this gentleman. We talked about acting, we talked about the science of acting, we talked about how actors change and shapeshift, why someone is more intense and engaging, why someone becomes a superstar. And he helped me understand the difference between the different types of actors, how you act in different languages, how you're able to shift genres, how you're able to, in one uh, instance, be a lover and a, a romantic, and then become a police officer, and then uh, actually, you know, act as if you are pretend or act in a role where you are the first um, gay man trying to come out in a film. And, um, you know, he's played all sorts of roles. He is the wonderful and fantastic Atul Kulkarni. So, Atul, welcome to Straight Talk. What a pleasure to have you on the show. I've been trying to do this for a while but we haven't managed to do it. So I finally got you on the show. How are you? I am good. I thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's look, it's a real pleasure. And uh, we, you know, coincidentally, serendipitously, we met in London. Like we weren't supposed to meet and we somehow met through yeah. a mutual friend. Yeah. And 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 he said, look, Athol's a great friend. We're in this hotel. Why don't you come and meet him? And I said, yeah, sure. I mean, of course I would. And we got chatting and it started off by me saying, well, I do all these things, but I'm a musician. And I was you know, fascinated by Bandish Bandits, which is a streaming on the streaming platform. It's a fantastic series about music. And he's he's one of the characters, Dig Vijay, who is a great singer who goes into a competition with another singer. And being a musician myself, I was enthralled and engaged by that. And that's where the conversation started. Then we went into neurodiversity and mental health. And then we traveled into acting. And then he gave me an incredible perspective on his life and his story. So I had to bring you onto the show to give my audience a glimpse of, of who you are. And I recognize you for the brilliance, not just as an actor, but you know, it's so much humility. When I met you, you know, you're I we didn't know each other, but you know, so much humility, so much openness and authenticity in the way you carry yourself. And that's not just a lesson about acting. I think it's a lesson about being human, frankly, in today's crazy world that we live in. So we're going to start. It's going to be all you, so I'm going to keep quiet now. But we're going to first start with um, Atul. Who is Atul? Uh, Atul's journey from the start to how you came into acting. And and then I'll interject and we'll we'll have an open conversation. So tell us a bit about yourself, your, 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 your starting point, early stages of your life and your career. Oh, okay. So uh, I was born uh, in uh, Karnataka. Uh, uh, it uh, was called Belgam then, now it is called Belgavi. Uh, uh, so my family belongs to, uh, you know, Belgam. And uh, uh, my father had a business in Solapur. So I was brought up in Solapur. So all my schooling, everything was done in Solapur. Uh, I come from a business family. My father had a business, as I said, and uh, uh, I was I was a very average or below average kind of a student academically. Uh, so 
uh, till till when I was in tenth uh, standard, my father decided to send me to uh, back to uh, Belgaum, where where I uh, was uh, I, I did my eleventh and twelfth standard. Then uh, I went to Pune to do my engineering. I got somehow uh, you know uh, admitted in an engineering college in Pune, and um, I I then uh, left. Engineering. I dropped out of uh, engineering right. and came back to Solapur. I started doing my degree in arts. Uh, and when I was in first year itself, I got this opportunity to, uh, you know, uh, participate in the college gathering. We used to call it social gathering. So we used to perform, you know, uh, songs and dances and plays and all that. So I was. Uh, you know, uh, a part of a one-act play and a skit, and incidentally, that that got a huge response in my college, and I become became an overnight star. And so somehow, I think that got me attracted to this field, because however we may say that I like acting, you know, I always thought of it this that, and uh, I got attracted towards it as an art. But glamour is one thing which really, if you are an actor, you know that attracts you initially. Yeah, yeah. So, so I uh, got attracted to uh, acting, and then I joined an amateur group uh, in Solapur, which used to, uh, you know, participate in different competitions, drama competitions, and all that. So I was there for two, three years, and by that time, I absolutely got drawn into this field of. Drama and acting, and uh, I thought that uh, you know why not give it a try? Why not make it a profession? Because I used to perform in Mumbai, in Pune, and all that. So uh, all the professional actors, uh, all all the big names in Marathi theatre, they had seen me on stage, and you know there was a lot of appreciation. So naturally, I thought that you know why not uh, give it a shot? So I had to to to. Uh, choices uh, straight away come to mumbai and you know what we call struggle so straight away you know start struggling and try to get work or the other thing was to uh, go for a formal training mm. i choose the later and i i went to national school of drama new delhi in 92 95 i uh, passed out of uh, national school of drama and i came to mumbai and uh, that's how my professional you know acting uh, career started in 1995 mm. Mm. so you have thank you for that you have um, mm. you have siblings you have brothers or sisters my sister uh, one sister four years younger are you the only actor in the family or artist yes okay. yeah i am the son so called son <laughs> <laughs> she's younger right she's younger than you is she yeah, yeah. okay yeah. Yeah. And uh, I ask you that because, you know, when you th- when you think about the story of anyone's journey, really, your personal story as to how you ended up where you ended up and you start unpicking it and you start going into the detail of what happened and why it happened and how you ended up. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Sometimes it's revolutionary. Sometimes it's like, wow, it makes so much sense. And other times it's as... It's as simple as, well, I did something, I fell into it, I enjoyed it, 
I got recognition for it and I did more of it. And I thought, well, I've got a knack for it. And I did more and I did more. And of course, the rest is history. And I'm noticing, so having interviewed over 150 people or so, that that seems like more of a common um, behavior and outcome than what most people think when they watch you. You know, they watch you on the screen. You know, you're a popular actor, aren't you? I mean, I'm a fan too. So you've been in Rangde Basanti, in Hey Ram. These are very popular Indian movies, for those who haven't watched these movies, we have audiences from all over the world, and I'm sure they'll go and watch these movies. And then you did this play, Gandhi, Virud Gandhi, I think you were referring to that earlier. Is that the picture? Is that you in the background? That is the picture. That's me. That's me. Uh, I don't know. If, if yeah, we can see it. Yeah. We can see yeah, it. Yeah, you can. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. is that a stage so play or was that a movie? That's a stage play, Gandhi, Virud Gandhi, in which I played Mahatma Gandhi. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And, and I mean, that seems like a, you really got into the role. I mean, not only physically, <laughs> but, you know, I, I guess you lost loads no. of weight. So you had to do, you had to do something to mimic. No, I was of that weight. That oh, I see. It was in 1995 <laughs> when I just uh, came back from National School of Drama to Mumbai. Right. This was my right. first commercial play Wow. Uh, in Marathi. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And so, you know, you've, you've, we've fallen into this and over the last, what, two decades, you've been acting for more than two decades now. You've got um, numerous 110 films, five web shows, plus I'm sure many more, multiple seasons as well. That's always a good sign. And of course, many awards, over a dozen awards for the work that you've done. Now I've watched some of your movies, of course, and I I love them. I love the way you shapeshift and you play different roles and you get really intense in many of the roles. Now tell me a little bit about your early stages of acting because uh, here is where the journey goes this way, right? Where maturity experiences, they build you, they make you. Tell me a little bit about the the things you felt really proud of in the early stages of your work, whether it was Gandhi Varad Gandhi or any of the early ones. Um, and and the second part of my question, my first part is what were you really proud of? What, what did you learn? Second part is, where did you fail? Where do you think, you know, oh, I, th- that wasn't a good one. And you learned from it. And of course, you improved. It'd be good to know. It's very important for our audience to know that failure is part of development. It's not just about jackpot after jackpot, of course. Um, well, uh, I, I came uh, after, you know, three years of very rigorous training uh, mm. in, a, in a, a very elite institute uh, in India. And uh, uh, then I straight away went into Marathi commercial theater with this play, Gandhi Vrut Gandhi. And uh, whoever has gone to any drama school, they'll definitely, especially in India, they'll tell you that, of course, this is the school and this is the profession. This is, these are two completely different things because uh, when you actually have to do it, uh, you know, professionally or commercially, it's a completely different game. It is. It is no more the ideal situation that you are rehearsing in and you know uh, yeah. your teachers are uh, with you and you are in a in a cocoon kind of a very you know safe cocoon kind of a thing right uh, uh, but i <clears throat> think i was really really fortunate to get this play because it was by uh, one of the most renowned uh, director called mm-hmm. chandrakant kulkarni and uh, the, the the lady with me is bhakti barvei namda here Mm. who uh, was the topmost star of Marathi uh, theatre. Mm. Uh, you can see her in Jane Bidoyaro, uh, who is right. the, you right. know, uh, yeah. So, uh, so she was there and it was the biggest production uh, house of Marathi theatre called Suyog. 
so i got almost the best of the things apart from of course the role which was you know such an iconic role right. and uh, that play was declared to be one of the best plays uh, of the decade then i got you know multiple levels this that and all that um so to answer your question to be proud and to be you know holding your head and saying that what have i done i would say that all that happened uh, during this play because in a play uh, you are doing shows almost every day if you are doing a marathi commercial uh, play in those times you were performing almost every day uh, yes. of the week yes. and you know if if it's a hit play then you are you are perform- you are performing at least 20 to 25 shows in mm. a month Mm. uh so uh you know when you are doing that there is a, there is a show where you feel you know extremely good about yourself and there are shows when you feel that you are probably not an actor <laughs> you know uh and 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 especially when you are doing your first play as i said and it was a huge play it was a big play with as i said big star cast and everything so uh of course i went through it but that was a play where i could test all that i had learned and while preparing the role for example and while performing it and while doing shows one after the other and uh, i did this uh, play uh, after that in um, gujarati and then in hindi so i did this play in three languages so almost oh. for 3 years i was doing this play wow uh, long time and, and yeah day in day out you know i was i was in this play so naturally i think the practice that an actor needs immediately after he has come out of the school i really got that opportunity to you know practice my craft mm. and to test as i said my my craft and you know remember the things that i, I was i was taught mm. uh, and and uh, you know probably forget some things that uh needed to be forgotten after the school because now yeah. i am a professional actor the conditions yeah. are different so fortunately for me i think uh i could do all that in those three years yeah yeah phenomenal when you talked about the other actors you were acting with there's this mm-hmm. there's this idea of intimidation it's 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 just a human it's a human instinct right sometimes you compare and contrast let's say we're acting together you're an experienced operator i'm not i'm like wow how's this guy just picked up the script how's he just you know immersed himself into the character and i i'm struggling i'm struggling to do it it might be life experience might be my mood might be my state how did you deal with um this concept of comparing yourself uh, because i you know in the in in your field it's got to be an issue it's got to be an issue where you have the insecurity imposter syndrome especially early stages you know now is maybe a little bit different we'll come to that later but did you have that and how did you deal with it i don't remember having that kind of a feeling of uh, insecurity as far as my craft is concerned i don't remember having that and uh, that also maybe because i worked with an excellent director as i said with excellent mm. uh, not only uh, actors but the actors who are who were you know uh, who were helping in their nature and mm. i had excellent rapport especially bhakti tai bhakti tai passed away soon but uh, mm. till she was alive 
uh, I mean, and she was much elder to me and, and still, and such a big star at that time. But we had such a fun, and uh, we uh, shared uh, our, our birthdays. She was also born on 10th of September. So there was an excellent bonding between us. So I don't know, maybe because of that or maybe because I did not experience what you uh, are saying and I'm not denying that actors may not be facing this. But as far as I'm concerned, I don't remember uh, going through this. Mm-hmm. That's incredible because I think it's a it's a natural human reaction. And I think if you're blessed not to have gone through it and then events have happened in your life where you know, you, you've been immersing yourself from project to project, learning, growing, working with great actors, a great team. This is where teams and directors come into play. Yeah. And sometimes you're lucky. Sometimes you're lucky. Yeah. You yeah. land. Yeah. Yeah. Other times Apart from that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think um, there is another, and this is this may sound a little crude, but I think as an actor, you have to be a little arrogant uh, uh, in, a, in a positive way. Uh, because you can't be intimidated uh, by by you know uh, things around you, they, not necessarily other actors, but anything around you. Uh, you cannot get intimidated even by your own success. Uh, for an example, so I think for that you need to be a little arrogant uh, mm-hmm. about. Or I don't know uh, a better word, <laughs> but mm-hmm. when I'm saying arrogant, I'm basically saying that, you know, what what I have set out for, I'm basically trying to achieve that. Uh, yes. And I'm not getting affected by anything. That is what I mean by yes. uh, being a little, you know. So even if there are circumstances which are intimidating, uh, I think that I have to be very positively arrogant enough not to get affected by 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 these things. Yeah, beautiful. That's thank you for sharing that. It's very important. It's important in today's age, in every walk of life, uh, not just in acting. In, in, and so, in, mind you, it is it is not a fight. It is I'm when I'm saying arrogant, it is not in a negative way. I'm not yeah. saying that no, you have to and this and it is only you and you don't have to think about you. You are the best. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the demons within yourself. The demons which make you feel underconfident. I'm talking about that. Right, right, right. You're bang on. We then switch gear and then you did this incredible piece of work in your early years. You did so much other work. And then we moved to the mid, mid, mid stages of your career. Of course, we're not going to say the late or the end because you've got years to go. Uh, I'm just going to say ongoing. But like the mid stages of your career, talk us through what happened then. I mean, you had, you know, um, you did Hey Ram. As a, as as a, quite a quite a significant controversial role as well, and it's interesting. I guess if that movie was made today, well, w- I don't know if it would be made today. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it would be made today. Difficult. Yeah, Difficult. if I, I would argue, there are so many films, unfortunately, which probably uh, may not be made today. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um. You 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 played a role. How did you get that role? By the way, in Hey Ram, what what compelled the director to bring you on? Oh, that was because of Gandhi Virud Gandhi. Actually, right. uh, Kamalji uh, had heard about Gandhi Virud Gandhi, uh, the play, because as I said, I was doing it in three languages and all that. And uh, 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 he offered me uh, this role, which was a character, Sriram Abhankar, who was anti-Gandhi. Mm-hmm. And here lies the greatness of uh, Mr. Kamal Hassan that, you know, he he chose an actor who was doing Gandhi right. to do a role 
who was trying to kill Gandhi, Shri Ramabhankar, who was completely, uh, you know, uh, of the opposite philosophy. And I think that Kamalji must have thought that to oppose Gandhi, you need to know Gandhi, you know, and probably that was the easiest way to get into the character because you absolutely know what the philosophy of your so-called uh, opponent is or so-called enemy is so much so that you want to kill this person, mm. <laughs> you know, mm. and probably that was his idea. I don't know what, but uh, Gandhi with Gandhi gave me hera. Mm. What was um, just because you're talking about Kamal Hassan, he's a great, great actor and director, of course. Well, tell me a little bit about, and this comes to leadership. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of juxtaposing, which basically um, the 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 underbelly of why I'm asking you this question is because in the world today, in the world of digital and AI, and you know, new startups and so on, you have these new leaders, a new a new cadre of leaders, servant leaders, you know, who are more conscious about how they can inspire and engage their people, help them grow and, and drive them and get the best out of them. Like a director would get the best out of their team. It's just, you, there's an X factor. Tell me a little bit about as a recipient. And of course, I know you've been on the other side as well to, in many ways. What, what has, what would you describe as being some of the most incredible experiences and and characteristics of directors you can name them or you you don't have to name them but i'm intrigued so who's got the best out of you who's got the best out of you so i think about this uh because you called it underbelly or because yeah. you called it the the main thing behind your question was the leadership thing mm -hmm. i get a little you know hassled about about these definitions uh, that the market gives us the right. capitalist thing gives us that leader who takes you know makes you the who takes out the best out of you and this and that my question is for whom and for what if that person that leader is not bothered about you as a person but only about what you can give the corporation or the product for that product to be the best mm. then i in my definition i won't call that person a leader mm. i would put if i'm a leader i would put that person before anything else uh, because i want that person to grow i want that person to you know work in a particular direction so that that person grows and uh, I, I'm not saying that I would compromise the final product per se, but if I have the confidence or I have the rapport or I have a grown person who, who has grown himself to a certain level, then probably I'll get a better product the next time. So for me, I think in, in my definition of the leader, he should absolutely care for the person first, and then the product or the company or the corporation. Um, I, 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 I'm sure in corporation, probably the leader might be kicked out if he's not looking at the interest of the corporation. Mm. But uh, we are just talking about the leadership definition here, according mm. to me. Mm. And, and, you know, I have worked with so many directors in my life. My first film, Mr. Kamal Hassan, you know, 
he he cared about about me he taught me film because that was my first film he taught me film uh, what what this medium is because i was a person from theater he didn't have to uh, you know he was making a film and he just probably could have told me do this do that shortcut or fine but he taught me film making he taught me camera he, he you know taught me lighting he taught me sync sound he taught me everything uh, mm-hmm. and 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 that made me a film actor and uh, i was so lucky to be in the school of mr kamal hasan who is technically s- such a master right. acting is one part but technically also he is such a master and mm-hmm. then of course i uh, did films with madhur bhandarkar with uh, rakesh mehra with rajkumar santoshi such such stalwarts but i think i find this quite common uh, in the directors that i call good directors apart from of course the craft it's mm-hmm. not just the film but that the people who whom with whom i have worked i think they care about the person mm that's a great point it's a great point and you know it's funny you mentioned that because with the craziness in the world of capitalism these days and the hunger and the drive for material gain because that's been going on for a long time there is there is a movement there is a movement thankfully where we're all questioning what it means to be um in a position of power in a position of leadership where you have to drive the agenda or a mission or a vision and it is always to do with human contact human connectedness always Yeah it's really simple yeah. it's actually really simple and we learned that during covid you know when we weren't able to physically meet one another and we had to come back and reconnect with each other so you you touched the nail on, on you hit the nail on the head and you touched on a very important point i want to come to another point which maybe is a different question you you're not asked but i'm intrigued because it's again about human relationships again you know acting and doing really well and doing the same thing for 3 years day in day out there's got to be ups and downs in terms of your relationships with your co-actors surely there's got to be times when there's conflict or disagreement how do how tell me a little bit more about that um in terms of has that ever happened to you in terms of conflict how do you still separate yourself and still continue in acting um that role because you know it's difficult because emotions are emotions are high even when you're doing a role you're emotionally charged sometimes you're living that person So how does conflict work among amongst co-actors because the end production we just see a fantastic movie it's cut and it's and you know it looks fantastic but tell me a little bit more about the psychology of co-actors when it goes wrong as opposed to when it goes well uh, well uh, i mean it is such an abstract thing filmmaking is such an abstract thing so suppose yeah. for example you see a scene in a film now that is what you see and uh, you may like it immensely but we always forget that there is a possibility of that scene being you know much better or not so good mm. you know and one of the reasons i am not saying the reason could be the the chemistry or conflict that you are talking about so if there is a conflict uh, as as human beings or it may be creative or mm. otherwise mm-hmm. you know um uh, but there are again multiple things it it boils down to how mature or person you are or a professional actor you are you know how do you react to that conflict do you do you really let it affect so it it i think comes down to what kind of a person you are what kind of maturity do do you have what kind of professionalism do you have 
and uh, second of all is how the master the director is handling it because mm. that is the person who is handling all this we we are not in charge so to say mm. of the situation or of the scene or of the frame it mm. is a director who is you know and i always say that a film director uh once the shooting starts has to be a manager and a, a you know psychotherapist mm. uh, because he has to handle uh, 200 people and all mind you all are so called you know mm. of artistic mind mm. everyone has you know his or her own ideas and here is a person who has to handle all these people he has to manage schedules and the film is uh, one of the most expensive arts rather than it is the right. most expensive art and so you have to manage things as well because you are running against a budget against time so a director a good director always is a good manager and a good you know psychologist you can you can <laughs> say that so 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 i think it also depends on that mm. uh, and uh, and uh, one good thing uh, about films is that they end in the sense that it's a project for us so suppose we mm. are shooting for whatever one or two months or three months that is the end of it we know that if i am not supposed for example getting along yeah. with a person an yeah. actor or a director or whatever mm. i know that there is an end to it so mm. there is the approach is different it is not like say for example a marriage uh, where you think that oh now do what or even parents parents and you know children hmm. that relationship is something which you can't there is no end unless and until one of the person is gone forever hmm. uh here is a this is a project so i know that okay come on so let us another 20 25 days of shoot fine mm-hmm. chal ready that also makes a hell of a lot of difference but all this if as i said if you are matured you know enough as a person and if you are sorted in your own mind as to what is important to you yes the happiness as a person or uh, the ego or the conflict uh, what is more important to you yeah yeah brilliantly put i like it i like i like the fact that there's an eventual end there's a start yeah the middle and then there's an end i think that it has a lot to do with it you hit on a, hit, hit on a really important point because you know when you know that there's an end in mind or you know well i don't have to tolerate this for too long just get my head down focus it bang a finish off then i think it does help and out it, yeah and out yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, only if life was like that always <laughs> so so, you know, so i'm in a i'm in a very good profession you know you know you know blessed position of course um let's you talk know, a little uh, bit there the yeah. anthropologists always say that uh, human beings were the happiest yeah. when there were nomads uh, when they you know there were nomads and we are nomads you know <laughs> we go on a set we do it and we bang there are a completely different set of people different story different character yeah so i yeah. think probably uh, you can be happy doing films <laughs> yeah yeah it's funny i'll throw something this is straight talk so i can we can say anything here it's all allowed but i'll share something interesting with you controversial i interviewed um a lady called vandana saxena poria who lives in pune mm-hmm. she's originally from london she wrote the last book and a fantastic book um on the the great pr genius alik badamsi mm-hmm. and uh, alik died during uh, covid unfortunately 
And this book is called um, Let Me Hijack Your Mind. And it's his view of India today and in the future. Okay. Mm -hmm. One of the chapters is talking about nomads. One of the chapters is dedicated to the next generation, generation Mm -hmm. Z, generation Mm -hmm. alpha, and the role of marriage. Mm -hmm. And he talks about the fact that marriage is uh, marriage is outdated. And the only (laughs) the only way it's going to because it's just way too long. And Mm -hmm. we're supposed to be, we're nomadic, you know, we're supposed to quick change, move, new ideas, new people, new thinking, new relationships. That doesn't mean you have to divorce yourself from the last person. You can still be friends, but move on to the new journey, to the new chapter in your life. But he says, if you do want to carry it on, then there should be a renewal relationship, renewal arrangement, where every few years, there's a clear renewal point to say, listen, is this working out? Is this what, you know, the when we got married around the fire or whatever it may be, is this, are you living up to your end of the bargain? And am I living up to my end? If we're not, we're out, I'm out. And so that reminded me of, of acting to a large extent because you were still acting yeah, yeah, in marriage. I've written, uh, I have I've spoken a lot about it and I've written articles about uh, the system of marriage and all that. And I completely, because all this, uh, started with invention of farming, basically, uh, uh, which basically started uh, you know the concept of property, and right. uh, farming became you know male-dominated uh, profession, and mm-hmm. so it was need of the men to know whose child it is, so mm-hmm. that that property can be you know handed over to his child. Right, and that is why they wanted to restrict women, and that is how the concept of marriage has come. That we all are polygamous, uh, men and women, and yeah. uh, it is it was need uh, it was economical need uh, need of economics, which which right. which you know had this. And what Alak Padamsi says is yes, it is absolutely right. But the hitch is that because till such a point that there is a concept concept of property then we have to have a lot of laws around that and only then we can have this expiration clause uh, in a marriage. Uh, mm. Otherwise, it is not possible because it is, it is, it is because of that. It, it all started because of that and it is holding uh, the whole thing because of that. Yeah, yeah, that's because a fair point. The concept of yeah. property. Yeah. yeah, fair point. It goes back to the human need for, you know, asset material and yeah. uh, somewhat and the transference of it you know transferring it to 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 your yeah. blood so called to your blood yeah yeah, yeah. there's we have that yeah. fascination too obviously yeah um yeah. so t- tell us a bit about so this is really interesting and then we'll go we'll go into another pathway which links to your newer work so of course you've done these you know incredible movies uh, even rangdeb basanti a very popular movie with amir khan and really really made a significant difference to the populace in terms of the way we think about life and issues. And I think that's, it's incredible when movies do that, they can, they have seismic impact on the way we think there's one element of escapism. That's fine. That's what movies do. But of course, if you can change people's perspective and mind, it's incredible. And you've done that many times in your movies, of course, then you started to go into streaming. So you've done a, a, you know, a long list of excellent um, series, episodes, dramas, uh, on platforms like Prime and on Netflix. Tell me a little bit about that experience versus the conventional two-hour, three-hour movie. What's that done for you? How do you feel about it? 
I uh, when when I basically uh, was introduced to this format, not as an actor but as a as a, as, a, as a viewer, because I saw this uh, on HBO and other platforms, you know, a web show kind of a thing. Um, for example, when I saw Game of Thrones, for example, as an actor, I was extremely fascinated. I'll, I'll tell you why, because uh, um, you know what theater does. I'll tell you an incident. Uh, I, I used to do this play called Kharashin, uh, uh, Gulzar Sahab's stories and poems. And he used to perform a story, Khauf, his story in that play. And uh, once me and Gulzar Sahab, we were traveling from Delhi to Mumbai. And he had he had seen a lot of shows of Kharashin, almost every show. And we were sitting there and after a point, he suddenly said that, uh, and this story on, I used to perform, just me. Mm, right. uh, only one person, uh, you know, one man kind of a narration. Mm. So he said, uh, Yar, Atul, the, the story is the same, you are the same, but the story is not the same. So I said, so I kept quiet. And after a few minutes, I said, uh, Guldar Sahib, of course, the story is actually not the same. Uh, in the sense, because me as a person, I have grown in last eight or nine years. And because I, I have changed, what the story that I'm telling, of course, is going to change. The words may be the same. Right. But when you are listening to it, you are, of course, going to listen to kind of a different story. Hmm. Uh, because because the person who is telling the story has changed. Though the words are same, I'm saying exactly the same words, but I'm actually not telling exactly the same story. Hmm. Uh, so, uh, but unfortunately, neither the first show was shot or recorded. Neither the last show was shot or recorded. So we don't have any record of that, right? As opposed to films, this is the theater that I'm talking about. As opposed to films, once my director says okay to a shot, that's about it. I cannot do anything about that particular shot, which is okayed by my director anytime in my life. I cannot change it. Mm. That's about it, right? So uh, I, I may feel the next day that I want to give that shot again, but mm. probably physically, uh, practically, it may not be possible because we may not be on the same set and all that, as I said, it's a very expensive medium, so whatever it is. Uh, web shows are somewhere in between. So if you say, for example, Game of Thrones, or I have done City of Dreams, I have done three seasons. So almost, whatever, 28 episodes or something. And I, I have been doing it for last, I think, five or six years. I have grown as a person. The writers have grown. The director has grown. Mind you, we have all have more life experience now. We are five years of life experience. And collectively, we have probably, you know, thousands of years of experience collectively as, as yeah. creative people. And that, of course, is going to be poured into what we are creating today. And so my understanding about life, my understanding about acting, my rapport with my director, my whole, whole everything, and likewise, with my directors, with my writers, with my other co-stars, everyone has, has you know, grown old five years. And my first episode is recorded and my last episode is recorded. 
Game of Thrones, you know, 10 episodes, uh, 10 seasons, seasons, probably 100 episodes, whatever. Yeah. So you see the actor in first episode and you see the same actor in, you know, after 10 years, uh, you know. So as an actor, it's a fascinating process for me. You know, I'm playing the same character in the same story kind of thing, mm. you know, same mm. uh, uh, basic story. Mm. However, because I'm approaching it again and again every year, you know, there is a kind of a growth in my understanding and in the character and so in the character, so in the story. Mm. That is possible only, you know, in this format, web shows. Mm. And uh, that is the reason why, why I'm fascinated with this format. Wow. What a great explanation. And I and can I am I right in saying, or is it fair to say you you can speak for yourself and then maybe you can speak for others that you know? Is this form or this medium you believe going to be beneficial for the 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 acting fraternity now and in the future because of what you've just said, versus the shorter movies, the one hour, one and a half, two hour movies, which of course have their own place. But I wonder whether yeah, audiences audiences will also evolve. What what's your view? Where do you see the future of this going? Given what you've described, uh, one thing um, anyone from the field of cinema or uh, who is working with camera should remember that this is technology and what we are you know working with, and this is constantly going to change. Technology is going to change, and uh, because of technology, everything else is going to change. The market is going to change. The consumer behavior is going to change. You know, uh, the economy, of course, is going to play its own part. So as an actor, I should be ready that this is going to change. And I think economically, web show, the, the basic format is undergoing a change right now. Uh, because especially in India, mm. because all the last five, six, seven years, whatever was happening, because there was a lot of money being poured and because of COVID, people were watching a lot of stuff at home and all that. The consumer behavior has changed. The economy has changed. You know, uh, 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 the companies were pouring in money because they had just arrived in India, these platforms. Now they are looking for profits. They said, okay, enough. I mm. <laughs> have put enough money, but now let us see what we get back. So all these things have already started changing this uh, this format mm. Mm. of web shows. Um, budgets are changing. You know, the storytelling uh, is changing. So the platforms are, uh, you know, asking the directors and the production houses to tell the stories in a different way, different manner, in different budgets. So, so it is already undergoing a change. Mm. So I won't get fixated about this format because I know for a fact that this is a very dynamic dynamic thing. Even if you look at films, you know, I started doing films when we were using the the film, actually, the Kodaks and all that, you know, and then it went digital and then came the computer graphics and then so many inventions technologically that the films have changed, you know, the mm -hmm. exhibition has changed, the filmmaking has changed. The camera equipment has changed, lighting has changed, and those are right. You know, writing has changed. Everything has changed, uh, even in film. It has become more democratic, now, right? Right. Uh, because because what we use, we do for living. Uh, uh, this is the instrument, camera, and now everyone has camera in their hands. 
everyone is a cameraman everyone is consuming so much of it has changed drastically mm. and 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 i think so i i won't really like to comment as to what is going to happen to this format because i know there is no point it is going mm. to change Mm, that's a fair point. I think you have to be, and the, the the ones who, in any profession, whether they're authors or actors or musicians or CEOs of companies or politicians, even those who are most able to switch, shape shift, and change, and immerse themselves, and then submerge themselves into something that means something to them, and then come back out of it and in and out and in and out. Those are the ones who are able to be around. I wouldn't say survive, but be around. and be noticed and it's in every walk of life even at in your home life in your home life when you've I've got two little children 5 and 2 and a half or 5 and 3 i have to i'm a technologist but i have to yeah. force myself to keep changing i have true. to be in with the times you know yeah. whether yeah. it's augmented virtual reality or whatever it may be that brings me to my next point which is uh, i'm not sure if india has seen it yet but certainly in hollywood you would have noticed just this. one one point yeah. regarding that that Please, i won't say that uh you have to unlearn and relearn to get yeah. noticed or to be you know uh, only for your profession uh, i think as a human being it is necessary for you yeah. in whatever profession you are profession doesn't matter but as a human being as you rightly said if even if you are a father or you are yeah. a mother you have to you know change so it is not related to if you are going to be relevant of course that's a by product but but i think it is essential for you as a human being especially in this era when the things are changing almost every day yeah drastically drastically and then that, that brings me to the point around ai i mean this is something that's a hot issue mm. it's been debated where you know i think it was tom hanks who originally commented on it but the the idea that you can bring in artificial intelligence and deep fake technology now which is there it's being done you know it was done in like the um in a variety of different movies when a character for example if someone passes away during a movie mid movie you know you still need to finish the movie off or you need to finish the series off now you could replace that person with another actor but wouldn't it be amazing wouldn't it be amazing if you could just carry on that con- the continuity the consistency and the brilliance of whoever it is that you've lost can be replayed recycled so there are many technologists who are playing with this as you know it was controversial in hollywood there were loads of strikes happening for a variety of different reasons but uh, tell me what you think about this concept of i'm just going to call it deep fake i don't really mean deep fake but it's a term people can understand where atul is reproduced uh, he's you're doing the live movie here but here i'm you've given me license rights for my movie because i can't pay you for your physical self can't afford you but i definitely want you in my movie so i've taken all of you every movie that you've ever made i've got training data on it i know your face your body language everything and i can recreate you as long as you give me the license for it and you've got income coming through tell me about what that means to you in your mind i know you said you're adaptable but that's taking it to another level in terms of longevity legacy what's your take on that i don't see any merit in uh, it as far as the legacy is concerned you know and for a simple reason we are forgetting the audience here we are forgetting the audience changes uh it's 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 wants you know the definitions of the audience they change right their aesthetic changes so for example i mean if you from a hindi cinema if you bring back say 
Pradeep Kumar, mm. Rajendra Kumar again. I mean, it's a different aesthetic. They come from a different uh, aesthetics and the audience is moving. You cannot take the same thing. Leave, leave aside the actors. You cannot, whatever your the definition that you have about an art, you can't carry the same definition ahead with the audience changing. So it might last for a few, uh, you know, uh, years maybe, but I don't see it uh, as, as a permanent thing because, for example, video games. Now, video games, uh, if, if, we, if we look at entertainment as, a, as an umbrella, video game industry is much bigger now than film industry. At the consumption, Absolutely. per se, of, of the people. Now, if that becomes my aesthetics, I'm talking about the younger generation, especially films always have been the basic patrons are the younger generation. Right. Uh, you right. Know, uh, yeah. So, so they are the basic patrons all over the world. So they go and see the movies in, in chunks, basically, mm -hmm. the main patrons. So, so uh, if, if they are into video games, they, are, they watch these characters which are made artificially. Mm. You know, they are with the characters. And nowadays, you can make your own character. You know? Right. So, so my aesthetics is going to change. So if I see something real, I'm talking about future generation. So it may happen so that if you show them something very realistic, using deep fake and all that, they would say, oh, so too real. Mm. <laughs> I don't mm. want to, don't mm. want to see it. So mm. this is the aesthetics that we are talking about. This is the storytelling that we are talking about. So this problem, what you are saying, I think is a temporary one. Uh, it is not going to last mm. uh, much longer. The moment this generation would change of the consumer, mm. uh, they are not going to bother about the actors earlier or you know all that. That, that. that would be gone. Their aesthetics would change. I'm not mm. saying anything against the actors uh, or the stars. Mm. What I'm saying is that the consumer is changing and that is why even the existing actors they fade up that also for a reason because mm. because this this consumers have changed so uh temporarily yes uh this might be there but it is like what what everyone talks about ai you know everyone right. goes to there will be terminators uh moving around in the world mm. uh, so that is what we are talking about. <laughs> so, uh, of course, there would be changes. And of course, people will, will have to adapt to it. And people will have to think about it. There will be change in the laws. We had such a huge strike in the US. Uh, and the actors strike is still going on. Mm. And one of the main points is AI, of course. So all these things are because this is disruption. That's right. And this is a very major disruption. So we are going to react to the disruption. Mm. But my thing, if we take a macro view, um, I think uh, this point is not going to be valid after a few years. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a very good point because the pace of technology being a technologist and, you know, you look at generative AI, which is now hot, where algorithms that, you know, nearly yeah. at quantum pace will be able to do calculations that, you know, we can't even comprehend. We haven't got there yet, but we'll get there eventually. Yeah. Then all of this is a moot point, really. This is going to be a moot point. And I, to some extent, I feel we're going to circle, come right the way back full house into all the things that make us human. 
you know because that that's what no, no that's but what, again yeah. the, when when we say that we have a certain definition of human in our that's heads right. right that's right yeah so maybe uh, your great grandfather had a definition of human which absolutely doesn't match with your definition of human correct so when you say we'll come back to human which human yeah. uh, would be yeah. another question I and mean, that would be a completely different human uh, so so I, it's 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 i think it's it's a straight line you yeah. just have to flow yeah. you have to flow with it uh, yeah. don't really don't really hope to go back to anything yeah you make a great point you make a great point so <laughs> i want to i forgot to ask you a question very quickly when we go back to this streaming for a second because you talked about the financial models and roi and now you know they want money back previously they were pumping loads of money into these programs does the commercial um do the do the commercial economics work better for actors when they're doing the streaming or movie or comparable no it it is uh, very subjective uh, it's absolutely subjective it is it is not uh, you cannot really have a very clear cut answer to this right uh, it depends on so many factors there are so many variables uh you know web show i mean if it is going to have a second season third season fourth season whether the budgets are going to you know kind of increase all the time whether your remuneration is going to increase all the time we are talking about economics right right so that is why i'm saying all this uh what is the condition of the film industry per se right now because as we all know in india as well and all over the world uh, you know after covid the consumer behavior has changed so much that even films are struggling Mm. Uh, and they are trying to find out which what where so there are too many variables so i don't think uh there is a straight answer to this question mm. and one more was around talent because there's so many talented people in the film industry you know who are emerging who are established they haven't had a break and so on it's a little bit like what ipl did for cricket versus just playing for the national team or ranji trophy ipl democratized cricket to a large extent Uh, albeit the economics are wild now but that's a different conversation do you think streaming in its form today is allowing talent to be discovered and to prosper and to harness because you've acted in so many are you seeing new people you've not seen before and you think oh hey he's pretty good or oh, she's pretty good that's that's really good of course yes uh, because uh, if we share major the hours that content was being produced yeah. in a year uh you know the sheer amount has increased you know and that is because the sheer consumption has increased so much <clears throat> mm. so naturally when the demand is more of course the supply is going to be more choice is going to be more so it's a very straight away simple simple uh, you know math to it however i think that we are only talking about films and uh, streaming uh, platforms as entertainment but social media mm. there is a huge huge uh, you know content there uh maybe youtube maybe your instagram facebook stories there's that whatever and there are so many creators mind you uh, we are not talking about aesthetics here we are not talking about so called quality here because who decides quality uh i mean it has always been the elitists uh prerogative to say that oh this is good art and this is not so good art so let us leave that aside but if we just think about the content that is being produced you know 
So, uh, so much of content is being produced. So, democratization, I think, really is in this because of social media rather than uh, the web shows. Mm. Uh, of course, as I said, there is a certain forward motion uh, as far as more talent, as you said, is concerned and they're getting more opportunities and all that. But comparatively, look at this wider, much wider, uh, you know, thing called social media and the creators of it. And mind you, it's a regular business. Uh, uh, people are surviving on that. It's a profession. People are getting right. paid uh, right. uh, per view or whatever it is. Yeah, uh, you know, so and that, mind you, is going to change the consumer behavior further for films and for web shows, because you are exposed to so much of content in a country like India, which thrives on free content. You know, uh, all the statistics will show you that uh, mm. you know all over India, the uh, people consume content free, and right. they like to. Uh, consume it free rather than pay right. uh, for a platform or all that. I'm saying percentage-wise. Mm, if mm. you're talking about 140 crore people, mm, mm. Uh, then that. So that is a huge, huge, huge democratization. And of course, uh, there is a lot of talent there. And, uh, and, 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 and the content is so much that percentage-wise, of course, the so-called quality, if at all you want to, you know, uh, talk in those terms that may be less percentage-wise, mm. but still it is going to be there. It's mm. going to be huge. Mm. And we are still in initial stages of social media. People are going to get trained. The generation is going to change and faster. So within two or three years, what we are talking about social media today, we'll be talking completely uh, differently about it. Yeah. Yeah, so it's going to be different content mediums. You're absolutely right. Social media is the third. It's extremely like, dynamic. Like it's extremely yeah. situation right now is very dynamic. Very yeah, dynamic. yeah, it is. It is probably the most dynamic and most responsive yeah. to to yeah. Hu human needs and requirements. You can flip things right, even in mid-flight. Yeah. You could change the engine yeah. mid-flight with social media. Yeah, you could, right. That's how powerful <laughs> it is. Are you on social media, by the way? I am, but uh, my journey, of course, uh, is not constant in social media. I mean, when I started on social media, I was looking at it differently. Then I had different phases and this. So now I'm in a completely different phase as far as social media is concerned. So I've not been constant. I'm, I'm growing uh, uh, with it as a concept, as, as, yeah. uh, as social media. So And I don't take it as a compulsion on me. Mm. Uh, and so I'm absolutely free to free to uh, you know change my relationship with social media as I want it. I I don't mm. take it as a as a compulsion in the sense that because I am a known face or because it is not a man professional professional compulsion. I I, I don't think it that way. Mm. Mm. So Got I it. keep on changing my relationship with uh, social media. Social. Yeah, well, we'll 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 keep a watchful eye on that. What is your for those who are on X, which used to be Twitter? Do you have, are you on X or are you on TikTok or Instagram? What are you on? Because I'd love to give you give you the opportunity to give you a handle because many people would like mm -hmm. to comment and say hello and meet you there. Yeah. So you don't have yeah. your email address, of course. Yeah, uh, I basically have my website, which is atulkulkarni dot com. It's very yeah. simple. And on that website, uh, there is access to all uh, my Instagram, my 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 Facebook, and my X. Uh, so, yeah, 
so they have the access to it. So I am on Instagram, I am on uh, Facebook, I am on X. Excellent. Uh, and of course, I have my website. So that is the simplest uh, way to reach to all these addresses. Got it. Got it. Twitter, I'm sure people. I'm sure people yeah. will make a note. Atulkarni.com. Now, before we close yeah. off. I wanted to ask you about some of the incredible work that you're doing for society. You know, it's it's great to talk about all the fantastic things and glamour and fame and uh, amazing work that you've done to to for your audiences, really. But you also, I believe, have been involved in something called Quest, um, and I believe you're still involved in it. Tell us a little bit more about the mission and purpose. What is Quest, and why are you involved, and what is it really doing for the benefit of society? Tell us more about it, please. Now I have retired from Quest, uh, okay. but I was uh, with Quest uh, for uh, more than 14 years. Um, uh, rather, we founded uh, mm -hmm. this this nonprofit called Quality Education Support Trust. And uh, there is a great educationist uh, in Maharashtra called Nilesh Nimkar. So, uh, you know, I got interest in the field of education. So I started working. He was working with a different uh, non-profit then. And uh, so I got associated with him. So after two, three years of work, then we came together and we founded Quest. So I was a founder trustee and president of Quest for 14 years. Um, we basically uh, work with the system, which means that government schools, basically. And uh, because still in India, 60 to 65 percent of the students uh, study in the in the government schools. Right. Uh, we work mainly with primary and pre-primary uh, students. And yeah. uh, in a nutshell, what we, uh, as the name suggests, Quality Education Support Trust. So we basically work in supporting the teachers to, you know, uh, bring up the quality of the uh, of the teaching right uh, so to right. say right. so that is what we basically do so we have different programs uh, uh, and uh, we work with you know depending on the grade that the students are we basically work on you know improving the quality of mm. of of the students and uh, to do that you need to you know train the teachers as well mm. uh, to do that using the modern techniques Mm. So uh, that is uh, all. This started to address the uh, a severe problem in India of of dropping out of students uh, when they were seventh or eighth grade. Mm. Uh, about sixty to seventy percent of the students drop out in rural mm. areas and all that. Mm. Uh, 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 the quality of uh, you know the pre service training of the teachers in service training of the teachers and then how it has affected uh, because there are certain certain expectations that if you have right. in certain grade you are expected to uh, have a certain language and certain maths level right. and the whole problem is that most of the many of the students most i can say uh, of the students are not up to that mark um, I'm talking about the entire India. Mm, I'm, mm, I'm, I'm, uh, you you can see the reports that every uh, every year are published by Pratham and all that. So you'll get mm, the mm, you know the staggering numbers. Uh, so it's a known fact. So uh, we all started to address that problem. So uh, to take the level to the expected level of that standard. So mm. of all the students, that's what we uh, we work. So Quest still works. I have retired from Quest now. 
Incredible. And who funds it? How do you get funding for it? Oh, uh, different uh, funding agencies, right, from the Tatas and uh, UNICEF. And there are so many funding agencies. Uh, that yeah, so uh, there is a, a website uh, quest.org.in. Okay. Uh, so uh, people can definitely go and log in, and uh, just yeah. they'll get a lot of information about uh, quest.org.in. Yeah. And there, of course, uh, I'm sure there would be email addresses or phone numbers or uh, addresses to, to connect. Yeah, we'll add it to the description of the episode on YouTube, along with your sure. website and various other things, because I, th- I think the social sure. impact aspect is very important yeah. for all of us. And we all have to yeah. keep giving. It's the most stimulating and the most rewarding thing ever. So uh, as we come to the close, um, I have a couple of questions for you to close off. One, of course, is is the next generation, you know, the, the, the actors who are coming into the field, any part of the world, really. I mean, acting is universal. Um, what would you say to them now if you had a whole cohort here, talented people, either from the National School of Drama or somewhere else, some other acting school in the world? What, as an actor, as an experienced operator in this field, what are the few things you would say to them? What message would you leave them? I always say one very important thing to the people who want to come in this field that. The, the three things are different, you know. I like acting, but liking acting, you know, being able to act and to, to do business of acting. The three are completely different things and those three are not related to each other. Meaning that you may feel that you like acting, but you may not be able to act. That is possible. You may not be able to act that, you know, uh, that great, but you may be excellent in doing business of acting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, 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 so, so these three things are not related. You may be an excellent actor, but you may not be able to do you know, business of acting. And when I say business, there are a lot of things. And I, 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 uh, I always say that in, in the field of acting, especially in films uh, on screen, temperament is more important than talent. Uh, if if talent is a bit because who decides talent who 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 decides what is good acting mm-hmm. the people decide what they like and what they pay for is good acting you I mean it is for your uh, you know drawing room uh, uh, discussions as to who is a great actor and who is not and is that fair enough absolutely mm-hmm. fine mm-hmm. but when when you are out in the world uh, what people like is is good acting what more mm-hmm. people like is uh, better acting, you know. Uh, it is it is plain and simple. Mm. So so talent is something different, and that is debatable. And you might have less or more talent, but temperament, because this field is very tricky, mm. extremely tricky. It is extremely uncertain uh, field, uh, and 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 you might be successful, or you may not be successful. But this temperament is extremely essential to handle both. Uh, because you might be very successful, but you may not be able to handle the mm. success, the glamour part of it. Mm. Mm. And what is the use then? You know, uh, so that is why I always say that temperament is extremely important. So understanding these three things that uh, liking acting, being able to act and the acting of business are three different things and they're not interdependent. And that temperament is very important 
than the talent uh, to be happy human being in this field. Mm. Uh, these two uh, things I'll definitely, uh, I always say that, that because ultimately, I think that uh, the word passion and all that are overrated. Yes. Uh, what is what is more important that are you happy? Yes. You know, as a human being. And for that, I think temperament is more important, especially in this field, this being so uncertain and this being, uh, this, this being having this thing called glamour. Your face becomes your product. Your face becomes power. And it can go, you know, within, within mm. no time. Mm. Uh, you know, that recognition goes away. Mm. You know, that power goes away. So are you able to handle that? That, I think, keeps you a happy human being, if you can handle it better. Incredible. Incredible. Lots to think about. Lots to think about. Temperament, talent. You like something doesn't mean you're good at it. <laughs> and doesn't mean you're good at the business of acting as well. Uh, what what fantastic yeah. takeaways for any budding aspiring actors. And of course, even established ones. You know, who knows? People have been in the field for a long time, scratching their heads as to working out, trying to work out why they haven't had the breakthrough, why they haven't found the opportunities. Why haven't they become an atul? Uh, Kulkarni and so on and so forth. So you've you've leveled it out. No, so so uh, so let us not put it on the talent because we always uh, try to put it yeah. on the yeah. talent that is excellent talent but could not be successful. On that. This is a crazy business. Uh, it, it as I said, people should like you. That's about it. And you should be lucky enough to get good opportunities. You should be lucky enough that those opportunities become hit hits. Uh, and all that. So there is a lot of, uh, you know, that factor as well. Mm. So uh, it's not to be taken seriously, uh, you know, uh, that that a certain person is not successful or successful. It's mm. not to be taken seriously. Mm. So are you saying, because uh, you touched on it, are you saying hard work is a default? Luck is a different conversation because we can all work hard, but that doesn't mean you're going to make the best movies and people are going to love what you do. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. I mean, you you look at very simple examples. There are so many actors who have been here for years. Irfan, right. for that mm. matter, mm. was in this industry for years together. He got his fame just now. Why mm. was he not a good actor then? Of course, he was uh, as good as he was later on. But what what would you say? Unfortunately, he did not get that fame. Or did not get those roles and all that. Mm -hmm. So talent-wise, I don't think there has been much uh, different in the sense from bad to good. He didn't become from bad to good. He never did. You pull right. out his old work and you would see that, yeah, what a talented guy. So what do you put it on? You would put it on the chance, you know. So so again, uh, too much, uh, too much, uh, you know, hawa about hard work and all that. Mm. Uh, you know, it's it's too much of pressure, and that's why we have so many so many problems. Uh, uh, you know, emotional and psychological problems these days. Too much of emphasis on success, on hard work, on mm. achievements, and too much of it. Not needed. Mm -hmm. mm. I hear you. Beautifully put. I could talk to you for hours, another few hours after <laughs> my two hours and this here. And I can't wait to see you back in London again or in, in Mumbai when I come there. Uh, final piece, how has the last hour or so been for you on Straight Talk? Any any vibes, any feedback, anything you want to say? It'd be great to hear your input. 
it was great to uh, you know go back to different topics because you of course are talking to me because i am an actor uh, you know but at the same time uh, you did not just talk about acting which was true even when we met in london and right. we spoke about and uh, usually uh, let me confess that I, these days i am not into much interviews and all that because i always my standard line is i have nothing much to say i say <laughs> I, i don't have much to say because yeah. how much do i talk about acting and how much do i talk mm. about my films and this that mm. not even acting per se as a, as a as a crowd but mostly you know you keep on talking about your films and your roles and your experiences mm. and this that how much how much uh, can i talk mm. differently uh but but this uh was uh something that i was extremely happy about that you know you took me to a completely different right from ai to marriage to this and to that so that and i i love to talk about these things and uh, mind you all the actors would love to talk about uh, all these things because we are human beings and we have our life experiences uh so keeping that mask of actor away and trying to find out uh what kind of a person uh, mm-hmm. so that attempt i absolutely loved uh in last one hour or so thank you so much for that thanks a lot yeah, it's my pleasure thank you and i really enjoyed talking to you i always learn uh, so many interesting things about uh, you your passion your beliefs what bothers you and of course the movie industry as well which of course you and i want to make this point you clarified i think this is not yours but you did say please don't call it bollywood call it the indian film industry and i uh, believe me i've been called <laughs> the indian film industry since then i i honestly have so you changed that in me at least and people were like well it's just bollywood no Thanks i said no thank you i said no it's called the it's the indian film industry and they were like yeah. right so i have i i promise i pledge i will always call it that <laughs> and um thank you for being such a genuine down to earth human being what a great guy you are and i'm looking forward to continuing this relationship and learning from you and meeting you constantly so from thank from you. me and the entire team at straight talk and um you know from all of our audience we have 30 or 40,000 people on this it's a non-profit as you know we're so grateful so my my gratitude to you um we wish you all the best good health you know and the same ideals this ideology and of course your ability to have the right temperament not just talent and shape shift which i think you said is change 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 it's the only constant so thank you athul thank you for being on our show and um thanks sir it's a thank real you. pleasure thanks thanks yeah. it was a pleasure thank you thanks yeah. thanks sir for having me thank you yeah it's a pleasure be well and i'm going to see you in bombay or you're going to come here and i'll see you in london sure 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 please let me know when you are here absolutely absolutely thank you so much yeah.